Welcome to Two Keys in a Pod. I'm Shantiana Keys. And I'm Andreana Keys. And we made it back after two weeks. That's almost a miracle for us. It was hard because Andreana apparently has 8 million jobs and works <laughs> more than I do. And I have a full-time gig. But we're back, baby. So one of my friend, my friend Jordan, he told me that I got 27 jobs. So both of y'all think the same. Like, I, I once heard Jesus from Jesus and Meryl say, um, got more jobs than a Jamaican. And I didn't know that that was a stereotype for Jamaicans, but I guess it fits here. Okay. As you know, well, we had a March Madness podcast two weeks ago, but since that has happened, a lot of basketball has happened. So we had the Final Four, we had the National Championship. Obviously, you have all the stuff with the portal, and then you have the WNBA draft that happened last night. So we got a lot to cover. Okay, so if you don't like basketball, this is probably not the podcast for you this week. Um, but let's get started. The final four. What are your takeaways, your thoughts? Let's just talk about the semifinal games first so we can break it down. Yeah. And remind, okay, because guess LSU, what? LSU, yeah. Virginia Tech, and then Iowa, South Carolina. So obviously the big one being that South Carolina loss. Yes, okay. That's crazy because I was forgetting one team out of the four. But anyway, Who was it? I don't uh, think Virginia <laughs> Tech, to be honest, and they were in the championship. Fair. Um, but, you know, that South Carolina-Iowa game was obviously very wild and very good. Um, but I Iowa and me having played against them um, and being in the same conference, they always going to come with some type of game plan, some type of junk defense, and that's exactly what they did. And South Carolina had absolutely no answers for it but I like don't know that it was something like that nobody had tried I mean I feel like teams sagged off like hey you don't have a lot of shooters it just worked out for them more often than not and Aaliyah Boston not being out with two fouls first half probably you know changed so it wasn't some like mastermind game plan but like it it was enough especially when you got to compete against the amount of scoring that they were able to produce, it was like a perfect storm. Yeah. Um, but also, too, I think I saw one other team, and I can't remember who it was. It was a home game for South Carolina, and they sagged. But, I mean, like, that girl was in the paint. Like, Oh, yeah, it was disrespectful. It, it was <laughs> very deep, so. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of people saw on social media the, like, wave off she had. Uh, Caitlin Clark being she uh, waved off. I think Raven Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now, Raven Johnson ended up hitting three of them, I think, and I don't think they calculated that into the mix. And, you know, when you think about it, it was, I think, a one-possession game at the end, maybe two. Um, people say, you know, can criticize the approach and not make enough shots, but the reality is they were still two possessions from making it to the national championship game. So it wasn't – it was just a really bad game for them. But for most people, that would have been, like, solid. I don't know. That would they looked a mess, but I understand. How about I'm for saying a, that high power? We're still saying they're two possessions away from going to the national championship. It's not like, like it's a bad game for them. But I think if other people play that game and they score seventy plus points, like that's a okay game. I don't know, but as a national championship, um, the previous year, the coach of the year, and all this stuff. There had to be some type of game plan to like, or talk to the point guards like, hey, let's take one or two dribble pull up because 
assuming y'all know how to do that are we still just facilitating like not even looking at the rim and we're just passing because that's your job or like how about let's take advantage of what they're doing because I know you know how to do a pull-up jumper and do that and let's get some points from there possibly I don't know but um maybe they should have tried me here at the point guard position and to go and do a floater or dunk it or something oh, <laughs> down yeah. down the middle. Like, I don't know. But right. I thought there was no type of switch up of anything on that Well, side. the switch up was they started to let Raven actually shoot the ball. Like, it was like, okay, you're going to have to take the looks. That worked until it didn't work. Um, but, yeah, no, I would have liked to see me here. And I'll also say the run that they had in the second half without Aaliyah Boston – has some different players in the game as well, not the starting five. Um, so I thought that that was interesting that some of them didn't ever make it back in the game. Yeah. Um, I think it just brought a level of, I think, height and maybe athleticism that wasn't in that first group. But, yeah, you know, they never went back with it. And I'm assuming they went go with what got you here. They went with, you know, this is how we've made our money. So they assumed that eventually they'd go on a run maybe. Which I think with coaching, that's what it, it always comes down to. You think, well, this is what we practice. This is what we're good at. Like, let's do that thing. And, yeah, people can talk about adjustments forever in a day. But, like, I think Gino said at halftime about Iowa in the national championship game where it was like, Iowa, if they had something else defensively, they would have already tried it. It was ha- like, it, like I said, it was halftime. And it's like – there's only so much adjusting you can do outside of your identity. But I get what you're saying. Attacking the basket, that's obviously should be in their repertoire, their point guards, whatever. Um, they could have absolutely made adjustments. Iowa on defense absolutely could not because that is just, like you said, that's what they got on defense. That's the best they can give. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to believe that's the best South Carolina had to give offensively. I just know no, that I anybody on that team forget the point guard being your facilitator because you got her who's whoever it is one of the two that's not scoring at all and is just out there to pass it to everybody you got a wing player that's not a scorer either that's so that's you got three people who you relying on to try to score and one is being chased to death around the court uh and two of them are post players stand and are packed in the paint so it's like there had to be something different but i don't know yeah, I'm not sure what that different thing is uh, personally. But, I mean, obviously, obviously you got to do something different in a game, game like that. But, again, I think you don't adjust because you got Aaliyah Boston on the bench and you think, oh, okay, well, when she comes back in, we're going to get this. <laughs> and then, like, okay, well, now you're in the second half. Okay, if it doesn't happen in the third, it's like – so you're kind of chasing your tail, I think, at a at a point. But – yeah, I mean, it went how it went, and, and that's just um, – but you won't hear me criticizing Don Staley, so that's that on that. But, um, you know, I imagine she probably will find a few shooters in the recru- recruiting class in the future. I think that might be true. But I just feel like that's been a criticism of those of her teams anyway. Like, even when Littleton – is that her name? Mm-hmm. Destiny Littleton was on the team. Like, she was the only shooter. Like – Henny could shoot, but it wasn't like she was a shooter. Now, if they had a point guard like Henny, like that game's very different. But 
also think Raven was not used to even playing that number of minutes. I mean, Fletcher basically was a lot, what, like four minutes, five minutes. I mean, it literally was like she was non-existent in that game. So I always say a freshman is always, it's always going to catch up to you. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, moving on to the second game, Virginia Tech, LSU. This one can be a lot quicker. I don't think it was anything extraordinary. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech got off to a rough start. Was that one close? They they got up yes. a lot, and LSU came back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to LSU. Um, a lot of people didn't expect that they would make it to the national championship game. Um, or win it all. Oh, well, certainly. Matter. Certainly not that. Um, but, Yeah. Unlike what I said about Don Staley, very different for Kim Mulkey. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's just a whole nother thing. Um, but she yeah, know how to win. So, hey. Yeah, but, you know, there's more to be said than winning. I, I, I absolutely. Don Staley is going to a lot more weddings. Okay, we'll put it that way. The Kim Mulkey, and that is what it is. So, um, and I think that'll serve her well by the end. Anyway, Don Staley's going to get more national championships than Kim Mulkey. So, it, you know, there will be a way to win that is better than she has figured out. So, um, LSU came out swinging in the national championship game, clearly thought that they – um, could beat them now. I will say again, out of the ordinary, certainly the number of threes that they knocked down. But some days you just got to rise to the occasion. Yeah, but I mean, the one minus a couple of people, I feel like the ones that could shoot threes made the threes. They found their confidence back because they could shoot before at the beginning of the season, whatever. And Carson being one of the big it. ones. Yes. Yeah. Carson being one. Flaget hit a couple, and she, in high school, shoot. That's what she, she was shooting threes. Um, Ooh, she had some nerves at the beginning of that game. So, you could see all that. So her confidence, and like you said, she's a freshman anyways. So, But she found it, and, yeah, they knocked them down. They played with confidence. They knew that they could beat Iowa. Um, and they did it and I'm, I'm happy they did it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, I, the, the conversation heading, the conversation heading into that game was very much so like a two America situation. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And but you, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate because we all just want to watch basketball for the fun of basketball, but that really did not feel like, yeah, it, it felt like a lot. So <laughs> Uh, we're glad that justice prevailed, <laughs> but, um, it was a good game. Like even when they were getting blown out, I still felt like, like good basketball was being played. Like I felt like it was a good product to be on ESPN. Like I, I didn't ever feel like there wasn't excitement to yeah. it. Well, when they was down 20 or whatever at halftime and I'm like, uh, I was telling mom like, oh yeah, this game ain't over. Because no, they Iowa shoots threes. That's what they can do, and you can get back in the game quickly. And then Rebecca Lobo, I think, said it the same thing at halftime. Andriana like, says she could do job. I could do all of these jobs. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. 
but <laughs> mercy yeah i'm sure <laughs> no but um all in all great product product uh the big story though that came out of it was angel reese doing the john cena you can't see me um sign and following caitlin clark around the floor you didn't originally see it when mm-hmm. it was happening yeah and i said did you see that did you see that she just literally walked behind her um but yeah, that's what played on social media, on TV, Sports Center, all that for the next several days. Do you think that is like good for the game? Because that's obviously the conversation being had. Yeah, I I do because it's not like it was anything bad. So people got around it and people were talking about it for days. Like even people that weren't basketball people, I feel like we're talking oh. about it. But um. My opinion, like I said on uh, maybe the last podcast or whatever I say on my social media, like things are allowed to happen um, that Caitlin Clark and Haley Van Lith and whoever else gets to do something. But these black women try to do it and it just they are portrayed as something else. So I didn't like it. And like I said, I've I can say this because I've watched so many basketball games and watched Iowa all season. I don't I probably could count on one hand how many Iowa games I missed. And so like I know how Caitlin Clark acts on the court. And then to see Angel and I've seen a bunch of day games and yes, I saw when she did a little TikTok dance and all this <laughs> stuff, you know. They styles might be different. In some way, no, Caitlin Clark ain't doing no dance, but she's talking to people. Of course, trash talk is a thing, and all the men will be like, this is normal, and whatever. And she's uh, hyping up the crowd and doing all this other stuff, whatever. It's still antics during the game. And I'm fine with Angel Reed. She dished it back out. Um, now, does she need to walk around and fall? Who cares? I don't know if she needed to do that. I don't know if she did need to do that, but she did it. And let it go. And that's it. She ain't touched the girl. So, boom. Like, whatever. She was being annoying. And she went in her face. And that's it. So, moving on. Like, that's how I felt about it. So. Yeah. No, I think good for the game in that, again, I can't remember any national championship where people were talking about it a week later. I can't remember. Even going into that game, you could, again, you could feel the tension of it. But you could see the hype around it, too. Because you had these two players that – Social media has seen, the world has seen on the big stage already because of the antics, if you want to call it, like what Angel has been doing um, and what Caitlin Clark has been able to produce. So, like, you had this these big storylines coming into it. And then, like, again, and I think they would have talked about that for maybe a day or two. Mm-hmm. But because you had these two big players, these two headlines, and those two clashed, like, that's where you get – you know, the all the media talking about it, people, like you said, I'm like, yeah. had I been at school, I'm sure those kids would have just been, <laughs> they would have had a debrief. Coach Keys, yeah. what do you think about that? Was that crazy? Like, yeah. But, well, the media, the media, as far as like the ones that posted it, that type of media, they were fine with it. They were like, oh, look at what she did. You know, it's just other people outside and whatever. Um, right. Middle America was giving was racism. So- as usual, but um, but yeah, it was just yeah different. And of course, when Caitlyn did this, John Cena even tweeted at her or something, I think. But now it's all it's all different. Everybody was like, "Look at what she did!" Woo woo woo. No, that girl did. She claimed she did it to her coach, which 
Yeah. Anyways, you did this as Haley Van Liff walked by oh, you. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying Caitlin Clark said she did that to yes. her coach. Got you. You did it as Haley went by you like right. this at the perfect time. Right. Anyways. Either way, it's unfortunate. If it is, it's just unfortunate timing. Yeah. Whatever. Um. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's all people talk to. Of course, it was like the side-by-side of those two doing yeah. the same thing. Which, again, like in fairness, you have to be able to do the comparison. But Yeah. Hey, look, both great players. Um, ain't nobody taking away from what Caitlin did. Ain't nobody going to take away from what Angel did. Because I need people to still understand. They're like, oh, well, Caitlin scored 40, triple-double, blah, blah, blah. Angel averaged like 20-plus points a game and 15 plus rebounds for the season. So, <laughs> right. And I don't know if y'all know statistics, but that's ridiculous. So, right. yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and certainly they have put some respect on her name. Uh, she has over, I think it was like, well, she had a million followers probably like five days ago on TikTok. So I can only imagine it's a lot more. So her NIL money is going up. The price is going up for Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, she's able to cash in on the moment. And, yeah, I think she'll be exciting to watch her next two years. Uh, and then you got one more year, Caitlin Clark. I know we're going to talk about the WNBA uh, draft in a second, but I just started to think, like, what will, what do you think would be the best team minus players? Like, what location would be the best location for Caitlin Clark? Um. No, I mean, this is just testing my geography at this point. Um, where is she from? Minnesota? Did I make that up? No, she's she not, not from Minnesota. from Iowa? She is from Iowa. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so whatever team is closest there, I don't know. It, it might well, be that's Mi- th- Minnesota. Okay, she said she grew up. I thought she said she grew up going to Sky Games. But it's probably Minnesota, the Sky in Indiana. I mean, I imagine those are the only three right there. Yeah. So I was thinking the sky. Uh, one, because I had heard that quote. But two, like, I think that that would be a good place for people in the Midwest to, like, travel to to go to games. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a city. It draws people. Like, in Minnesota, ain't a Minnesota, look, I'm sorry. I, I know fans of Minnesota will travel there. I was going to say, they got good fan base. Right. But I think Chicago draws any like everywhere from the Midwest, and so you're not limited to like Iowa fans are gonna go to it, go to Chicago to see her. Yeah, um, well, seems they, like they'll go anywhere. I was gonna say they're gonna go anywhere. Yeah. at this point, so um, because they really showed up and showed out. Yeah, for all of their tournament games, really. Um, but yeah, I started to think about that because I want to see her like in a Sparks uniform or. Yeah. Like it just to me, like capitalize on the demographic where she is. Yeah, it's gotta be yeah uh, over there somewhere. But who knows? It, it gets tricky because Paige also is from Minnesota. Paige, if she leaves too, will Minnesota want to get her? Like eh. Girl, any people are gonna see Paige wherever she goes. Like I, I think like for her, her identity hasn't been tied to that area. Like, yeah, I get it. Everybody knows she's like, well, I don't want to say everybody knows she's from Minnesota, but she's from Minnesota. But I just feel like she would thrive, well, in the cities. I don't, again, I don't care to see anybody in no shade. Well, 
yeah, anyway, we're gonna move along. Um, there's some places I don't care to see like big time marquee players. Like let's capitalize on areas to have people or are at least easy to travel to or, you know, our destination place for people. So anyway. We'll start uh drafting people from the college that they went to. <laughs> then like if you if you got a college in that area and you went there like yeah. uh Grace went to Indiana. Indiana Fever got right. it. Right. Fans are gonna be there. Right. Like Yeah, no, that's certainly a way to do it. Now obviously the way the draft works, I don't know if Right. Well maybe they need to gonna... get maybe they need to see where the biggest college is fan base and they need to get a WNBA team there as well. I mean South South Carolina, Connecticut already has one. Tennessee doesn't have one. Um, okay, moving on to the portal. Um, a lot has happened. I think the portal's been open for, what, three seasons now? And it's getting more chaotic by the year. Seems like it's been open for forever at this point. Like five seasons. Oh, I don't know. I feel like as soon as I got out, that thing was open. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, that could be true. I, I don't know. I just know that um, there's obviously been a lot of discourse around it the last little bit of time. But um, some notable ones that you want to mention. Um, would save the big one for last, I guess. No, no? go. Oh, go. Haley Van Lith. Um, Destiny Wells, which a lot of people might not know her. She was at Belmont, but she's their best player. Very good um, point guard going to Tennessee. Um, Maria Gagdang, post player, Boston College's best player, going to North Carolina. Sedona Prince, that one was a strange one to me. I get it, her coach is there. Uh, did you say she was from Texas? Yeah. Okay, from Texas. So, yeah, I guess that, you know, works out, makes sense. Um, and it's limited. What you going to do, go back to Texas? Like, no. Because wasn't she at Texas before? Oh, I have no idea. I think so. I mean, does she play for Vic? Mm-mm. So, yeah. Well, I know, but. <laughs> go go mm. back to Texas. Uh, she could be free. <laughs> she, like you said, that coach is there. Right, She's so. going to rock out probably. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Morrow. Mm. That was a big one. People were going crazy. I follow a bunch of coaches on Twitter. You could tell people were shocked at that one. I am interested to see where Haley Van Lith goes, though. Um. She had a do not contact on like in the portal, which people usually either says they already know where they're going or they kind of have an idea of who they want to try to go after. Mm. Um, you had, I think, did we talk about Pow Pow on the last one? Was she um, already in the portal then? I don't know, but that is a big one. And yeah. I feel like she's very like under the radar, low key. Yeah. Like basketball people, the media, they know about her, but she's good and she's been hit with injuries and stuff, which I think hasn't helped. But, yeah, she's nice. Um, And then I know Jada Curry from Berkeley ended up at Louisville, which everybody thought, okay, she's pairing up with Van Lith. Obviously, Van Lith had other plans. Um, But, yeah, no, those are are the big ones. Those will be interesting to see. Obviously, the same discourse. We could have that conversation about how impactful is the portal? Should we have the portal? Should there be a one-time transfer rule? I think all those things are good conversation, but they don't matter unless NCAA changes it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 
Just don't do them. I mean, look, anything is better than what they was doing to us, which is um, forcing you to stay places. Yeah, or- forcing you to stay, blocking you from going to places if you did try to leave. Um, yeah. and then having to sit out no matter what, like yeah. before you could play again. So yeah, no, I think if you transfer more than once, okay, maybe or you know, graduate Ooh. transfers or whatever, because that's what it started as. Graduate transfers were never, I won't say never penalized. They got the ability to transfer without sitting out a year mm. and everybody else had to sit that year and then obviously now they moved to everybody just free to move but that comes with consequences but you also have to weigh the impact of it on the athlete experience is it making their experience as an athlete better okay well then like what is there to be said about it um a big thing i was always worried about was like okay does the mental health of these people improve when they leave these schools that they don't like um but, and I saw a coach mention it, you don't know what the reason is that they left. Sometimes they like the coach fine. They like the players fine. But they're looking for something else, a different opportunity, maybe pursuing a different master's degree. I don't know that that happens all the time. But whatever the case, we have no idea what the reason is. They want to get together to try to win their last year. They want a conference champion. You know, whatever it is, um, valid. Now, again, do you need to do it three times? I don't think so. <laughs> I will say, some, um, I got sent something today that said Haley's Van List, the best places she could go, I think, for LSU, South Carolina, Miami, and IU. And I just want to say, I don't care about none of them. Miami, that would be like an NIL situation, I think, which the two – main nil girls have left but i think that came out before they announced this um the cavender twins okay i got you um but even then what is she gonna do join in their tiktoks or something i don't know but i will throw up if she goes be the third blonde that's all i have to say (laughs) iu is indiana yes i will throw up sick okay why would she go to indiana exactly that's the same thing i was thinking like why because they need a point guard like no. Okay, but she's not even like a traditional point guard, know, so who but, needs... I mean, she could be off the ball, too. They got somebody that can handle... Anyways. Um, Who's about to be left there? Please tell me. I know the tall blonde girl the shooter. Four. Four oh, of really? the five. Yeah. The post player? Yes, she has another year. Oh, girl. I COVID really, year. I really thought she was old okay Mm-mm. COVID. well she is she's a senior who's supposed to be out she got a covid year so she was taking it um but yeah what else was i gonna say oh yeah um lsu sure south carolina but i think lsu yukon or somewhere back at home is where she will go but like Those what's back at guesses. home is what i was trying to figure out but like who some of them don't care. Like she's somebody who wants to win. You can tell. I just don't know what West Coast team up that way is really in the mix right now. I don't know. Washington just got a new coach. I don't know anything about them though. Uh, Washington State, no. Even though they did make the NCAA tournament, um, and then closer. I don't. I mean, like yeah. not as close as that. But yeah, we will see. Yeah. My thing is, like, that whole, like, back toward home thing, it is kind of weird when it's you're talking about one year. 
Like, to me, I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to go pro anyway, like, I don't know. The one year just seems like a lot. Unless, for whatever reason, you have, like, there's somebody at home that is too hard for them to travel. That's, you know, that sort of situation. Like, Elena Deladon, when she moved back home, like, that, that kind of stuff. But, hey, to each their own. They said Kim Mulkey had recruited her to Baylor, and that had been one of her top pick schools. Can certainly see that. Yeah. Um, South Carolina. I mean, I can see. I the NIL money is there. They do a good job there. Um, obviously, winning is there, and I can see her fitting in the system as well. So, I don't know. That'll be interesting if she drops into the SEC. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, anything else before we move on to the draft? No. All right, WNBA draft was last night. Number one pick, Boston, as expected. Any other notable drafts that you – or just takeaways from the draft? Um, We got Haley Jones and – We meeting Atlanta Dream. Yes, Atlanta Dream. And um, Letitia and me here, which I thought were two really good pickups. Um, I thought the Ami here one was like – People were asleep. Like yeah. she's six four. Like come on, and she's got the length and the the agility and whatever else you call it to like. She's mobile at six four, y'all. Like how how did you pass that up? Um, she still seems like even kind of raw. Where you're like yeah. you could yes. The ceiling is so high. Yes. Maybe but, and maybe they didn't want to develop her. Lazy. No. Um. The when they said six four at the bottom, I was like. Dang, like I just every time I always forget. Like even even when you were talking about they should have tried me here at the point guard. It's like try your six four. <laughs> like okay, like when that's an option, obviously that's it's crazy. But yeah, like you said, her agility is crazy at six four. Her athleticism is crazy at six four. Um, anybody yeah. else? Um, honestly, <laughs> honestly, no. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Nice, clean draft. <laughs> and People were coming for Holly Road, though. That, yeah. that was the only, that was the big thing that I saw. Um, well, even it's just that like walk around thing that they have to do. I had I didn't see that part of it yet, but I remember last year, and that was awkward. Um, and then the interviews, I think they get a little too sentimental. Yes, I understand. Like it's a big moment, and you want to like talk about that. But, like, the goal should not be, like, we're trying to make them cry at this thing. And it's and it's not even, like, how happy are you? It's, like, one of the questions was, like, your mental health. And it was, like, and it was, like, not one question. It was, like, three questions. It was So, I don't know. It just, that part needs to be adjusted a little bit. Um, but they just need to, like, make it a little more fun, too, I think. It feels, like, very far away. Like everything feels like far away, even as a viewer. So I just feel like there's there's another way to go about it, but they haven't figured it out quite yet. But good product. Um, excited for the WNBA. What what teams are you looking forward to seeing this year? Um, Aces, of course, and New York, and the Dream. You know, always gotta. Rep the home team. Rep the hometown. Um, but yeah, I just want to see these new uh 
Super teams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just yeah. want to see that. So, to be honest. Yeah, no. I, I was looking at it because they put up um, New York. And I was like, one, I forgot Brianna Stewart went out there. Second, and John Quill Jones. Like, we're doing a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but, obviously, Vegas is stacked as well. So, I mean, that's really what it seems like. It's just the battle of those two for this season. I, I'd be shocked if anybody else is in the mix. You know, you got Candace Parker at the Aces, and then they're – excuse me, you're fresh off a championship, and then you add Candace Parker. Yeah. So, obviously, the gravity of that is crazy. Yeah. But uh, – And I want to see the fever, too. We'll see how they do with the young crew. Yeah. Uh, you can clearly see, you know, that's what they're trying to do. Even the last couple of drafts, just like young, rebuilding. They just haven't quite yeah. found it yet. But And they got Erica Wheeler now. So that's that'll yeah. be like the leader and right. well one of the leaders in fit, so right. But yeah, Atlanta Dream, Haley Jones, that'll be a good fit. A mix we were talking about, you know, Ryan Howard already there. Um, Cheyenne Parker in the post. Um who else were we talking about? Oh, A D. Mm-hmm. Looking to see how their season goes this year and hopefully able to have like a solid role in the offense. So yeah, a lot of basketball, a lot of basketball to be watched this summer. And obviously we'll be tuning in and talking about it here and there. Um, But yeah, these last two podcasts, very basketball heavy, but that's because that's mostly what we talk about and what we've been watching. So, um, and good luck to all those people that's about to go to training camp. Cause I started to look up some of the teams last night and it was like 19 people on the roster Ooh. or 20 people. And so you obviously know they're taking 12. So Right. Which most people don't know. If you're not hip to WNBA, you don't realize there's so few spots. You're talking 12 teams, 12 roster spots. And sometimes, depending on the cap, they're not even using all 12. Yeah. So it is very difficult to make the WNBA roster. So when you talk about there are people in the first round who are not going to be on teams – in the NBA, obviously, that is unheard of. And when I say that to people, they are so shocked by that. Mm. Like, no. Even first round, you're not guaranteed that you are even going to uh, end up staying. So, yeah. very big deal. Obviously, means that the you know the product of the WNBA is a very good product. So, uh, yeah, we'll be watching. We'll be tuned in. Make sure y'all come back uh, in one or two weeks. One week, it'll probably just be me on the podcast. <laughs> two weeks her so just just let's get used to that rotation okay <laughs> um anything else before we head out before we see not see you in two weeks mm, nothing y'all stay blessed <laughs> Jeez. so much so much all right we'll see y'all next time it's been two keys in a pot